Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to Basement Binge Always. It's been quite a minute or two, but uh, yeah, let's get into this. We, this week is Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat, whatever this movie's called. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Um, first watch for me. Anyway, I'm Harrison. I'm Kelton. And I'm Cade. And uh, let's get started immediately into our spoiler wall. As always, this is our one minute of timed thoughts, immediate reactions to the movie without spoiling it. And then at the end of the minute, if we would recommend it or not. So, Katie, you want to pull up a timer for us? As your timer, man. And Kelton, since this is your pick, you get to go first. Let's do it. All right. This movie. I love this movie, guys. Like, I watch this movie maybe twice a year. <laughs> like, when I got home from my mission, I was like, okay, I got to watch this again. Because it's just, I find it it's so enjoyable. I think it's pretty dang funny. Like, the whole idea um behind this whole movie they they make it pretty pretty interesting is because you know this movie's about like war and sometimes with this type of movie it could be really hard i guess to i don't know make it interesting without giving too much away but i think it was very funny and the action was sweet the whole idea of like ah it's hard not to, to get into spoilers but i just the plot just gets me every time. It's so interesting and just really cool and well done. Some great actors in this movie. I love Tom Cruise. Anyone with Tom Cruise is amazing. But um, Edge of Tomorrow is a great war movie without like any gore. So I think it's like good for kids too. So very enjoyable. All right. I guess I'll go ahead. Uh, okay. So this movie is a... So there's there's been movies before like Groundhog Day where it was kind of like you repeat the same day same day over again, or repeating the same scene like I don't know if you guys know remember the movie I think it's called Vintage Point. It's kind of it's a, it's the same scene that's repeated over and over again. Now there's some movies those movies there's a point where there's uh it gets kind of dull or it gets kind of old or it's the same thing over and over again. This it's even though it does repeat over and over again it's the story still continues without losing its integrity. This movie is got it just it's jam packed with in its cast, and so I, I love this movie because of because of its action. But speculation, I like to talk about after this movie. It's it's a whole lot of fun, and I can repeatedly watch this movie. That's my yeah. suggestion, and I suggest to you is to watch this again and. Repeat it and, wa- and watch it again. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dumb pun. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, okay. First time watching this movie, man, that was great. Oh no, I, I was joking about something I said. Oh yeah. Anyway, go oh, ahead. Go, yeah. Go ahead. 
Okay, yeah. So first time watching this movie, great time. Thanks for finally showing this movie to me. I've had it for a while since Black Friday, and just actually like way before that. Anyway, I haven't watched it. Finally did. Holy smokes, it was a ton of fun. Casting is beyond next level. The war scenes in it, the action is really, really well done, but it's like surprisingly clean action. The CGI in this movie is amazing. And like I knew the premise of the movie that Tom Cruise character had some alien ability to like live the same day over and over again. He just had to die. But, like, this movie goes in such a cool way with that. And it's like, like Kate said, that, like, literally, they reuse the exact same shot multiple times throughout the movie. But it's done in such a way that it's, like, you get excited to see it again. Or it's, like, it makes it cooler or makes it more scared, like, more, uh, I don't know what the word, uh, I don't know, like, more intense. That's the word I'm searching for. It's just, like, the, the story is so unique and, like, really, really cool. The casting is phenomenal. The music is sweet. And it's just a ton of fun to enjoy. Like, it's one of those movies that you just, like, each time you're watching, you're just like, yeah, this is fun. Like, this is enjoyable. And there's our spoiler wall. So if you haven't seen this movie, go ahead and pop that into the DVR, Blu-ray, whatever, wherever you watch this movie, and come back to us. We never answered our question. Did it, would you watch this movie? Would you recommend this movie? Si, senor, dude. 100%. <laughs> yes, 100%. Especially if you haven't. Even if you have seen it, just I recommend to go rewatch it. Yeah, it's just fun all the way around. Like I've like I said I've seen this a thousand times. Well, not like if I had to actually put a number on it, I've probably seen this probably 12 times or so. Whoa. But that's how much I love this movie. And you'd think like with a movie like this where it can be repetitive, Literally. Yeah, literally, but, like, it's just a lot of fun. The action is cool, and just the plot engages me every time. Yeah. It really sucks you in, so I would definitely recommend this. So go check it out. Yeah, so thanks for listening to our spoiler wall, like Kate said, and then uh, subscribe to the podcast. Go enjoy the movie. Everybody else, just keep listening. Yeah, we'll continue forward. This is our first segment of our regular podcast the, the two regular cents. scheduled program. Regular scheduled program. <laughs> After this short break. <laughs> so super quick announcement, actually, legit break. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody who some com- <laughs> participated. That's what I'm searching for. I was thinking of contributed, and that does not work. But participated in the little small giveaway we had, where I just had some extra uh, digital codes for movies. People submitting their favorite movies. It was fun to see the different takes. People. Uh, what type of movies they like. Also, we were just featured, uh, if you guys listen to, um, it's called Earbuds Newsletter. It's like a newsletter, a weekly newsletter about podcasts where people talk about different, you know, like a different theme. Uh, this next week, we're be, we'll be involved in that, coming out on Sunday, that newsletter. So pretty sweet. Anyway. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. So everybody involved in that, thank you. Follow us on social media and subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. And just another announcement just to keep you guys updated because it's cool to learn about. Um, the As of today, we're at 730 downloads. Um, how many how many episodes have we done now? Is it something 27? like... 27? Tw- I think it's, it's like late high 20, 20s. I can check right here super quick. But it's just cool. You know, you have... You know... Our fan base is pretty small. I think we all know that, but it's cool to like kind of see it grow every day. And I've talked to a couple of people who've listened to our podcast, and it's just fun, you know. Um, and it's really awesome, just because I really enjoy doing this, and it's cool to know that other people can like listen on this conversation we have every week about cool movies. Mm-hmm. And we just hope to continue doing this and getting that those downloads going up. So. Yeah. Yeah. But what's really cool is that they're it's had this, having the conversations with other people who hear what we what we have to talk about or just other kind of conversations. Like before, we had a conversation with this. I can't remember his name. His name is remember, if I remember right, his name's Anthony. And we got talking about Star Wars and the Rise of Skywalker and um, all the other movies without within that uh, that universe. And it, it that's just fun. And so we want to continue doing that. So thanks to you guys and all boys and girls participating so let's let's keep on cruising yeah download the show share it with your friends so let them go download it and uh yeah we'll continue on with our regular scheduled program everybody who's a fan here listen to it then no this is how it breaks down we start with our two cents which is two minutes of uninterrupted time now full-fledged spoilers coming out here but 
uh, yeah, two two minutes to talk about our thoughts about the movie, followed by Does It Live Up? Because this is the first time I've ever seen this movie where we talk about why whoever picked the movie wanted to share it with a person who had not seen it and the person having not seen it, what they thought about it their first time. Followed by Pick Your Poison, which is our personal rating scale, binge points, least and likes, and then lastly, Fall In, where we talk about any meanings or messages we found in the, the film this time. Yeah. So let's get to it. Number one segment on our podcast, Two Cents, our knee-jerk reaction. No interruptions for anybody else. Kelton, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you're on the clock. All right, I think, first off, I think this movie does a really good job of showing, like, Nicholas's Cage, Nicholas Cage's, like, his whole progress of, like, having this superpower. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Sorry. Cage. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> isn't, no, isn't that Whoa. his name? It's, like, Bill Cage. I think it's Bill, Bill Cage. Cage. Yeah, Bill so, Cage. My bad. Know, Not Nicholas Cage. Bill Cage. What? Anyway, <laughs> Sorry. Bill Cage. Partner. Now you're back on. All right, yeah. Bill Cage. I think it does a really good job of showing, like, his progression of having this power. Because I think at first, you know, he's, like, completely confused. Like, what the heck is going on? And, like, you could see, like, his determination, his motivation levels, like, kind of go up and down throughout the movie. But I think this movie does a great job of just showing kind of like the, oh, what's the word for it? Like that, not depressing. No, oh. but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like how everything kind of loses meaning oh. with him. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, I can't remember the word, but you guys know what I'm talking about. How over time, like you could just see it just wears on him and how like there's kind of no escape, especially the scene where he like, escapes from the military base and he goes out and gets a drink you know he's just chilling and kind of enjoying the moment and then five seconds later the mimic show up and kills everybody so it's kind of like you could just feel like the weight of almost the entire world on his shoulders as he realizes like he has to step up and do something Mm -hmm. um even though it kind of sucks you make one mistake you forget to like duck a certain way and you die and you have to relive the entire day all over again like that would get so boring and like mundane and everything so i think this movie really captures that really well and so it just makes it more relatable like you're on bill cage's like side the entire time and it's cool to watch him like develop into like some super soldier and then just kick butt and so when the final scene comes or the climax where there actually is a lot on the line it just makes it really intense and fun to watch so Love it. All right. Great two minutes. Even though we interrupted you a few times, we try to keep the integrity of your clock. All right. So my two cents. Let's get going. This movie, I I want to know how many times he actually went back. Yeah, how many times he died? How many, or how many times he died? Because think about it. He he felt, he didn't just like die. It's like a video game. You're just like, oh, frick, I, just got, I got blown up. I got to start over again. It's more of like, yeah, he felt every pain from that death. Oh, man. And I want to say... Is it possible that he died enough times to, you know, accumulatively live through that day for a full year? Oh, yeah. Is that possible? Because there's a lot of... How long was he living? Like, wow, that's a weird thought. Probably. Because it's it's a whole lot of time. It's a a whole lot. But there's there's little key moments where it's like, okay, this is the first time us seeing this scene, but Tom Cruise slash Bill... Bill Cage. Cage, Bill Cage, you recognize that he's been in that movie moment already. So there's they don't they didn't. What I like about this movie is they didn't explain or didn't they didn't show every time he went back, like in Groundhog Day or they kind of skip over some stuff. But to the point where it progresses the story. But you have to think how many times does he go back in time? Just imagine that live, reliving a single day, which is pretty horrible day you you die every die every day for a whole year i don't know if that is actual year i want to look up the number after my two cents while harrison Harrison does his but i like that feeling and i like how he progresses from just a straight up noob to this around you know hardened veteran who just he cuts off all emotion and feeling he just goes and goes and saves the day but it's he has this attachment he wants to still bring humanity with him to save humanity and i want to that's a lot more about fallen which i want to talk about but this movie is solid you know full metal solid 
Let's <laughs> 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 to the movie. But yeah, that's my two cents. Here we go. So yeah, this movie, watching it for the first time, especially, it's just like we've said before, it's a ton of fun, but the idea is like really new and it's really amazing to see the character development, but also like the contemplative things and just like the way they redo the repetitive nature of it that like you really don't know, like, okay, you see, you're seeing something. This is like what Kate said, but like, you're like, oh, this is the first time he goes through it. But then he like tells Emily Blunt's character, whatever her name is, like, oh, we need to do this. And you're like, oh, how many times has he lived this? Like enough to memorize it exactly. And like, seriously, how long did that take? But then I loved how they, it wasn't just, okay, he repeats the same day over and over again and becomes a super soldier. And then the super soldier whoops the aliens. But it was like, by living the same day over and over again, he developed a relationship with somebody. And like, that was difficult for him. And like, I don't know, I was just really like, I was not expecting this movie to go there. Like that scene with the helicopter, where she's like, how many, oh, yeah. how many days have we been here? I was just like, that first off, they're acting in both of that. I was just like, whoa, but I was not expecting this movie to go there. And I was really impressed with it. The, the action is a ton of fun. And, and it's really cool to see like, it's so weird, like, when you've seen him in a situation and it's stressful, like, I'd be like, yes, now he's learning, like, it's a good thing that he's dying. <laughs> and it, and then, like, of course, you're like, okay, this day, did he die because Emily Blunt shot him in the head, or did he die because he got killed? Like, wh- how do you know? And then it's just, there's so much to, like, contemplate about, but it's, but the action is just so good. And it's, like, really cool how, like, not in the same way as other movies, but, like, they really are able to tell a story and strong character progression through the action. But it's in because of the repetitive nature, it's such a different way than any other, like, you know, like, other movies are good at telling the story or progressing the story through action, but this does in a different way. Is this two minutes yet? This feels really long. You're about, you're about to end. Okay. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I'm excited to rewatch it and, like, look for all the details and things, but... There you go. I guess I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> dang all right that goes to live up this is our section where i kind of talk about why i chose this movie and then harrison will explain whether it lived up to his expectations or if it was as good as he kind of had heard about or anything so i kind of already touched on this but the reason why i chose this movie part of it was because harrison you haven't seen it yet i remember we talked about it over the summer Uh and i just think this is a personal favorite. Like, it's probably my top 10 favorite movies. I remember when I watched it, like, when it came out in theaters in 2014, and I was just like, that was so sick. Like, it was just hilarious. It's, like, the kind of humor that I really enjoy, where it, like, kind of a super intense moment, and it's kind of makes it seem abstract. And in a, in a funny way, like, you normally wouldn't be laughing if, like, someone just died on screen. But, like, the way it happens in this movie, it's pretty dang funny. Like, when he saves, like, Kimmel or whatever his name from the falling, like, plane, he saves him, but he gets smashed. And then it, like, without any, like, interruption, it skips right back to the same moment. And then it shows him actually, like, doing it right. And, like, five seconds later, he's running, and then he's, boom, blasted by a truck. And then, boom, it's right back to him doing it, and he runs a little faster and dodges the truck. Like, so that kind of humor just is so – I just – find it hilarious i don't find like people dying hilarious but in that context it was just fun to watch um and i love the music like the soundtrack um in the trailer i think it's the first trailer fantastic trailer by the way like Mm -hmm. if you watch this movie i would recommend if you haven't seen it yet like watch one of the first trailer because the soundtrack is really cool i remember i'd fall asleep to the soundtrack just because it's it's so sick. I love. I forget, I think the song's called "This Is Not the End" mm. by like Fieldworks or something. I can't remember, but um, I love the soundtrack and just uh, you get so hyped watching this. It's fun just to see. I guess the main reason is to see someone just some innocent like civilian dude have to learn to be a soldier, and how at first he just sucks and like he, he doesn't know where like the safety is on the gun, <laughs> but eventually he's just like balling out and killing aliens and stuff. So probably the reason why i chose this so all right harrison does it live up okay so the first is share my expectations my expectations were that it was a groundhog day action movie with tom cruise in it and that everyone i talked to about it had really good things to say about it and they were like oh yeah that movie's great and that like 
so my expectations was that it was a Tom Cruise action movie that repeated itself, that when everyone talked about people loved it, but it wasn't like actively talked about. Yeah. And then today, I realized that Emily Blunt was in it, and then I was way pumped for it because I love Emily Blunt. And then it just totally blew all my expectations. Like, it went to emotional depths that I wasn't expecting. The action was way better than I expecting. It was way funnier than I was expecting. The acting was, and casting, I was just expecting it to be like a typical action movie and just like Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. But it's like Tom P. Cruise being Tom Cruise and like the best meaning of that. You know what I mean? It definitely is up there on my list. Definitely a movie I'm going to rewatch. But like, it was just totally, completely exceeded my expectations. Like, that sounds kind of repetitive because we've been watching a lot of really good movies for the first time, but like, it's because they're good movies that like you really can't expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was great. So, did it live up? Yes, it did. So, Perfect. moving right along to the next segment of Pick Your Poison. So, this is our personal rating scale. At the bottom of the list is to never watch it again. Right above that, kind of the middle of the road, as if it was on a streaming service you were already subscribed to, and you needed to watch a movie you would watch it above that kind of the second place if you will is you would rent it you pay money at a red box or voodoo or amazon or whatever rent it and top of the list is you buy it pay as much money as you can for it and watch it over and over again so my personal pick of poison would be to buy it i mean i already bought it without owning it but Surprise. That's, <laughs> but that's just like because i buy movies like that's just part, slightly my personality so strictly like thinking very critically of the rating scale would i buy it or rent it i would buy it because i know this is a movie that like genuinely is one that i would want to watch again i know i will watch this again like there's some movies that you're like that's a good movie and especially really... like action movies yeah. so it's yeah, like you fine. watch it and it's like that was cool but it's, it's not lost the, the thrill, time. yeah, like the mystery, yeah. you know. And this is, and like, this, I would want to want to want to watch it again for the details, but also just like, just because I know that I would enjoy it, yeah. Just because there are so many highlights of this film, that so yeah, pick my poison. I would buy it. I already did. <laughs> there we go. So for my pick, my poison, I actually do own this movie. That's why I've been able to watch it so many freaking dang times. Um, so yeah, I this would be a movie. I don't know if I put it on the scales like where I like kind of like Interstellar where you, you it gift someone. it to someone, but I would say I would definitely buy this. And if someone hasn't watched, it, I was like, oh, let's go watch it like right now. You'll enjoy it. like it's a blast. So I own it. If you have, if you don't own it, I'd recommend buying it. So there you go. My pick, my pick, my poison. I would say I would buy it for myself um, because this movie is not for everyone because it's just it's just a different feel to it. But it is definitely a worthy for me to have because it's just such a it's just it's a great movie to come back to. Its longevity is pretty solid, I'd say so. That's that's mine. So I think it's pretty obvious that all of us here are pretty big fans of action movies. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, but yeah, so we'd all buy it. All right, kid. I think that goes to you with next yeah. segment. The, the next segment. segment. Here we go. This is binge, binge points. This is references within the movie. Um, references that are small, big, obvious, hidden, or things that we, we even picked up that weren't even um, obvious or intended. And we just kind of chat about it. One reference. Um, it's kind of hard because I, I haven't watched this movie in a long, in a long time. So just I was just watching this movie just to watch it. Um, There's one that I noticed. I love that... Okay, what's Emily Blunt's character's name? Rita. Rita? I love that Rita uses a freaking helicopter blade as a weapon. And then, like, later knowing that she had the repeat ability, okay, what happened in a battle where she picked up a helicopter blade and was whooping some mimics with it, and then (laughs) then she died, and she's, like, walked up to somebody, give me a helicopter blade and sharpen it. Like, you know, like, like, what happened? (laughs) Yeah, this is a movie where I would definitely... Even though I know what would happen, I would totally enjoy like a prequel. Yeah. Because you always hear like the angel of Verdun, Rita Vitaski, like killing hundreds of mimics. And I, Especially you know, the, watching her fight in it, she, she's like flipping around. Yeah, like, freaking chopping mimics in half and stuff. Boss. And then it's cool. I don't know. Like, so we've kind of mentioned, I don't know if we have mentioned it, but there's like talk of making a second Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. And we're kind of looking it up, and we know that Hendrix is in it. For those who didn't catch it, Hendrix was like Rita's dude that she like supposedly loved. At the Battle of Verdun, she didn't want to talk about it, but we know that he ends up dying. 
So maybe Edge of Tomorrow 2 is like a prequel and we get like that taste of that. But I totally agree with you, Harrison. Like I would totally love to see like how the Angel of Redun became the Angel of Redun and stuff like that. Yeah. So but yeah, helicopter blade for the win, dude. Yeah. Here. So I've been kind of um watching on this this little segment that out on YouTube. It's called How Many Days how many deaths in Edge of Tomorrow? And so right now it's totaled up to 13 years. 13 years? What? Wait, how, how the they... heck did they get to that Now, there's a lot of variables. So, because there's different, there's different possibilities of, um, so number one, like, number one, his training montage. And um, they estimated for about a year and a half. Of his training montage to be to be as good as he was, they estimated oh, about a year and a half. He on screen he died twenty four times on screen. That yeah, one's a, in the movie he died twenty four oh, times. Watched he we watched him die twenty four times. Oh, but he died, but he died more than that. So now there there was they, they they put into account how many the like future anticipations where the he anticipated a punch. When the J Squad went after him, he anticipated a few other things where they were looking for a car in that parking lot, saying, "We've tried this, this, this and this." Yeah, this, it, it hinted but not this at one. like he was in that that position before. I would not give it thirteen years though. I would. I mean, I don't doubt their math, but I'd have to watch it. But I would. I would give it like maybe like three years. Yeah, because yeah. they now they they did say they they put into account every variable that was possibly another death. The, another death. They treated every possibility as its own separate life. Jeez. Now they didn't combine any of it. Now there might be a one, might be a death where um, they're trying to they're trying to get to the beach and um, he she dies and she tells him something about about her personal life and then they go on. So that, that's two variables put into one. So they kind of spread it out, but their estimation is about thirteen years. Yeah, I I peg it anywhere from three to thirteen years. Yeah, you know, we so we know it takes a long time. Like, like yeah, he trains to become a soldier. How many times? And then how long did it take him to like get to her? Because that scene where he finds her finds her for the first time, and then like the mimic comes above the helicopter and he, like shoots above him like a boss. Oh yeah. Like how long did it take him to get there? Like because he, he had to know that. that. And then well. the ship explodes like. And he knew he was like, oh, the ship is about to explode. Like, we got to bounce. So we just know, like, maybe just in that scene, even though you don't see him, maybe he went through just that scene. Like, yeah. So, so they, est- they estimated in that scene two to four, quote unquote, deaths within that. From the find out that there's a MIG on the top and for it to explode. Man, it's, especially if it's 13 years, that scene. Oh, where he's she's like, how long? Have we, how many days have we been here? Yeah. And then the scene at the end of the movie, and then there was one other one that I can't remember. Where he's oh, he was looking at her. Something happened, but he was just like looking at her. Uh, she was and she's like, like, "Is there something on my face?" He's like, "No." I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. But See, like that adds so much depth to that. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Very good. I I kind of relate to this. Has have any of you guys done those like? It's these clear plastic balls, and inside it's like a maze, and there's a tiny little like pinball. Oh yeah. And you oh. gotta like rotate. You gotta rotate the sphere. It's like a crazy maze on yeah, the inside. Awesome. But you gotta rotate the sphere to get this ball to go through like this maze and it's like you're twisting it like going upside down all sorts of stuff and i remember i once did this my buddy had one and it legit like there were like 120 different like checkpoints in this thing it has like numbers mm-hmm. on it it took me like four hours to do oh because because you can't go back to like if you're at number 50 you gotta go all the way back to one exactly like and part of it would be like i could try and like cheat to get to 50 but Part of me is like, I want to beat it, like, start to finish, you know, one yeah. run. And so I noticed at first, you know, like, the 10th checkpoint was really hard. I was, like, I didn't know how to, like, move the ball. But then after I did it long enough, like, that became easy. And so when I'm on the 80th checkpoint, I could do the 10th, like, super quick. Yeah. But there were some times as I'm going along, I make a small mistake, and I down, like, the 20th. And it's like, ah, oh, dang it, you know? It's like a little mistake. So I could relate to how, like, this movie is a lot like that. Like, at first, it like, it's really hard. But after enough time and tries, you kind of get the hang of it. So when you like when he when um, Bill does go back to the beach, and after doing it so many dang times, it just becomes like habit. You don't even have to think about it. 
So he's just, like, wrecking mimics left and right. And then, like, you know, you get to the helicopter scene. Like, I don't think we appreciate all the work and, like, time that goes into it. So I think that, like, plastic ball game is kind of, like, a cool way to relate. Yeah, that is actually a really good way. And that also adds to, like, the scene where she doesn't want to talk about Hendrix. And doesn't she say, like, I watched him die, like, 300 times or something like that? So, like, alone, that's a whole year that she lived every day his death like and that's that's only counting the times that she watched him die. die yeah like she could have died first or maybe yeah yeah, yeah. so like life. but then the thing is like i just barely realized this time as you're as we're talking about it like when she lost her power those memories and reliving that moment and that death over and over again like didn't go away it's almost like you aged a year without aging a year yeah yeah but, but then like the world is so unchanged old. and like you're old but you're, but you're not, not like, and like and I, the I movie even, even hinted at that like we got there was a couple scenes where it just shows Bill looking at Rita dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. She died, and he just was staring at her. It, it, was, on the, it was one of the beach scenes, and she just died, and he was staring at her. And I, and I was like, that would be awful. Like, so I know this is, a, this is kind of a cool binge point, but there's a scene when she dies, when she tells him her middle name yeah. at the helicopter. Her, name, mm-hmm. her middle name is Rose. Did you notice it was after that day that he decided to do it by himself. He didn't want yeah. to watch her die anymore. But if you noticed, he didn't decide that until he went back, saw her, and then he, he's like, never mind. I'm sorry to like disturb you or whatever. So part of me is thinking like, maybe he knew he was going to do it alone from like the day, he, the moment he woke back up again. Mm-hmm. But maybe he just wanted to see her alive. Like he wanted that he last needed, memory needed that. of her. He needed her alive. Just you to know, see her alive this, and then leave. You bring that up and like this reminds me of when my when I was really young, I had a pet rat, and she died like an incredibly traumatic death. Like, long story short, got like launched across my bedroom, like in the air, and like smashed against the wall, and was bleeding out, like oh, shoot. <laughs> and having a seizure. And like me and my brother, we were little kids, yeah. and like it was just traumatizing for a kid to see, you know. Yeah. And I remember when she died, she was like, we were my dad was digging up a grave in our backyard to bury her, and she was like wrapped in a towel, and I kept unwrapping it and looking at her. And my mom was like, don't look at it. Like, remember her alive. And then, like, every single night, I would just cry and cry and cry because I would remember what she looked like when she was dead in that towel. Until, like, a week later, my mom printed me a picture of her, like, alive holding her when I was super little. And that, like, that allowed me to sleep as a little kid. And, like, I remember that. So, like, that but with, like, a person that you've lived with, maybe, trained with, like, had some serious emotional stuff with and died with. How many times now? Like, oh my goodness, that would seriously mess with you emotionally. So, I mean, I don't know if the movie purposefully, like, was kind of tipping their hats off to show that, like, kind of psychological process of Bill Cage. But I think if they did, like, that's really cool just to show, like, how a natural, like, normal human being would react in those situations. So I think this movie did a great job of capturing just every range of emotion that someone would go through with that kind of like power. Yeah, yeah. But, but off that tangent train, yeah, let's move on to our next segment. Real quick, I have, real quick, I have one. <laughs> I have one more that I really want to mention. So you guys remember when Cage loses his power, which by the way it made it so intense. Oh my god! Like, you're just like you're like, like shoots like don't die, don't die. Like but like, just, but it's like hold on, that's like how every other movie is. Like then they just. But, but it's see, like that's so much worse. This yeah, time. because the movie sets it up where it's like you, death does not have as much like value and power as it does. And then and, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, this is legit now. Like you could die any second, and that's it. And you're like, oh my gosh! So it like takes away the fear of death, but then like throws it right back in your face. So you notice when he's talking to J Squad, he's all like, "Look, if you guys run into an alpha, do not kill it." Like you got to take one for the team because if you kill it, then they'll know we're coming and they'll kill us all. As they're flying in, you know, they don't know they're coming, supposedly, and then all of a sudden their ship just gets blown up and they, like, lose half the squad. So it makes you wonder, did they land there and they're going and then someone runs into an alpha, maybe they accidentally or, like, purposefully kill the alpha? So it makes you wonder, did, like, the mimics know they were coming you know, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because like cool... well, they, they didn't. They someone, someone might have said that like they knew they were coming of some sort, but that does yeah, hint yeah, toward it. Said, like they knew we were coming. Or... Like, how, like we were 
did someone kill somebody? It's like, yeah. but it's like, how can yeah. anybody know that we didn't? Cause we, that haven't, hasn't happened yet, but in a different, it's cool because like the movie doesn't explicitly like tell you if that happened it's just like, more it, of you like you kind of miss it it's just more of like yeah. oh, well, yeah, I didn't even think about that but now I'm in okay, okay. I had two other bit more uh, I'm, I'm right reading how many notes here oh just one of them so the very first time that Cage goes to war, like, but with the time he dies and he gets the power, like, the very first time, like, it's shaky cam like crazy, and the cuts are, like, crazy fast, and they did something, I forget what it's called, but where, like, you film at a different frame rate, frame rate, and then you play it back, and it makes the screen, like, super shaky and, like, jittery, and it was, like, bothering me, and I was like, why do they do that, like, this is horrible filming, and then I was like, oh, that's, like, because that's what that would feel like. That's what going into war as an oh, untrained yeah. person would feel like. Like that yeah, feeling I had, so just like fast. everything's even too fast to even comprehend and like painful at the same time. And then the second time, he like the very second time he dies, he goes back and it like goes through the same memories, but it cuts it in a way, in the, almost the way our memory does, where like we skip out all the boring details, but remember the changes or the important things. Like so and I was guy. like, whoa, like this is so, like that was just really. I, I really appreciated that because they said that they yeah. the dialogue, but then show. Scene, yeah, scene, like scene, scene. Oh, I don't know, and like the way they did it, it wasn't just like, oh, we we're gonna have the same dialogue, but it's a different scene. It was like they did it with an intent of portraying what memory really is like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so cool. I just really appreciate that, and how like well they made it feel like this is going to war for the first time when you're untrained. Like this yeah. is what it would feel like. It was sweet. So those are my bench points. But any others? I think that wraps it up for me. So yeah, I'm good. That was a deep binge yeah, point. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to our next segment, which is least and likes. We talk about our least favorite scene and our favorite scene. So I will start us off with my least favorite scene. Um, thinking about it, uh, I'd probably have to say, I don't know, maybe just like the bar scene. And not because like, it was bad, but it was just, like, I, mean, I see how it was necessary. Like, I think it was crucial to show, like, the extent of Bill's, like, frustration and, yeah. like, his whole feeling of, like, being mundane. So I think that, like, it just in terms of the rest of the movie, I really enjoy it. It's all action and it's dope. It's just, like, kind of a slow burner scene, but it, I see how it's critical to the story. So I, I just say it, it's not like it was a bad scene or I didn't like it. It was just I liked it the least amount. Mm-hmm. I'd probably agree with you there, because at that point in the story, I was so invested in the progression of his understanding of time that I was like, "What are you doing? Like, come on!" Like, <laughs> but like, I agree with you. Like, it's really necessary, and it really builds on his character super well. Like, it's very good writing and movie making. But like, of my enjoyment of the movie, that's the part I like the least. It's yeah. not that I dislike it; it's just I like it the least. Exactly. So. Okay, do you have a different one? Uh, least favorite scene, I'd say. You know, I just noticed we named this segment least and likes and not dislikes and likes. <laughs> Does that just prove that we... a dislike that we have is just our least, least liked scene. And, and our yeah. scene. Yeah. So, yeah. I just thought that was funny that like maybe we're just so positive we even have a hard time picking a scene we don't like. I will say this though. I will say this though. That Sergeant Farrell... Tick- no, 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 not him. Oh. The other guy is like, from Ameri- you, can, Are you American? No, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> I, <laughs> that guy's funny, but he ticks me off. He's just like such a jerk. So when the when he had the the squad, was awful. <laughs> <laughs> For you, Judgment Day. It's Judgment Day. <laughs> that was okay. He was a perfect casting. I don't know who that actor is, but like, he was a perfect casting. <laughs> but just when he had them eat the card, it's oh, like. That's so weird. (laughs) And then the girl, girl, like, after the sergeant left, she's, like, still chewing on it. Why were her teeth, like, blue, though? Too many cards. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I never thought about it. Wow, I love how fast you came up with that edge. <laughs> Jay, too many cards. Like, what? Jay, did you even listen? 
<laughs> Were you paying attention? Did you see how vigorously she ate that thing? Dude, it was like candy, dude. She's addicted to cards. Oh, okay, that was good. All right, so Kellen, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> All right, my favorite scene. Oh, this gets tough. I love the climax, but it's really intense, almost kind of to the point of it's stressful because mm-hmm. you're so worried that they, like, complete the mission. But I'd say probably my favorite scene is just watching when he, him and Rita are, like, they know how to fight the mimics. And there's just that one scene where it shows them just going ham, mm-hmm. balling out and just doing, like, these sick moves in their super suits. Because like, I felt like most of the time we didn't really see how the super suit, like, helped you. But we actually got to see it in actions. They do like these giant, like super far jumps, or like he'd like slide on the ground, shoot, and then it like boost him back up, and he like go so back cool. into firing. That was just fun to watch. This is dope action. Cool action. And watching Rita just wreck mimics with a freaking helicopter blade, like that's just eye candy. To be honest, for an action movie, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's probably my favorite scene. My that would be an honorable mention. Mine, I have a hard time picking between the two. Uh, it was both of the emotional moments. The moment in the barn where Rita asked how many times have we been here. No, 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 no. Right before she asked that, when he's sitting down and he's like, oh, no, you like three. Oh, and yeah. and like, oh, hurt. like, oh, I don't know if you've ever felt, I'm sure everybody has. You feel that way towards someone where you like, you, you like when you're dating someone or get, you're becoming friends with someone, like you learn the things that they like and like it genuinely pleases you to please them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like, I could just like feel the emotion that he felt for her that if he was thinking that he didn't want her to know that they would be there, he wouldn't have done that. But he was just thinking naturally that like he would cared about her. And it so like something as simple as remembering how many things of sugar he liked just naturally came and like that hit me. And then she started to understand and like just the portrayal on their faces, both of them, like Tom Cruise looking up at her and her just Emily Blunt just looking at him. That was really well done. So, or the sorry angel. to interrupt, but like just of him being able to like take a step back. Oh, let's just have like some coffee or whatever, and like have a fire, take a break from this war. Which I'm sure for her, she's like, okay, we got to save the world, like kill these mimics, just go, go, go. But like with him, it could be 13 years of living. Oh, oh yeah, and then he's like, why don't we just go back it's to the so barn and like settle down and go to sleep yeah, and do it tomorrow? And like I'm gonna get that tomorrow. My fall in, but like so either that one. Uh, again, the honorable mention was what you pointed out, or the very end where like he sees her and he gets really emotional and he just kind of like, let's kind of laugh. Like, it was just it's like, like, oh, would you? Oh, that just oh, got me <laughs> bad. I've got something for you. If it, if it, if it hadn't rolled credits right then and just like held it a little bit longer, I probably would have been in tears. But like the credits like shook me out of the emotion. I was like, what? It's over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I had a time. I had to pick. All right, Cage, your favorite scene. Favorite scene, I have to say it's 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 what yours favorite scene was, where they just kind of, so it's J-Squad, they're like trying to hunker down, they're trying to prepare for the battle, and then Bill Cage and, you know, Rita Vitasi just comes in and just annihilate their competition. And they just <laughs> He's like running fools. around the thing in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what was his name again? <laughs> that scene was just super epic because it just showed how in sync they were. And how all this dedication they've put into, okay, I'm stuck in this moment. I have to win the war. Like, he was single-handedly winning the war with this, with her by by his side. And it was, that's, that, that, that what, that's what that scene was, was his attempt to win the war by himself. And so, oh, it's such a sick scene. But I do want to say that I, I do love this, the point where, <laughs> standing, standing by. by. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> standing by. All right. That I I want to say that's my favorite scene, but there was another scene I'm trying to remember what. There was another one. Um, it's when he just becomes this hardened veteran, like where he just oh, when he's, he's training and like Rita tells him like, look, if you come here every day, I could train you, and he's all like, like you, you already, already have, you already like, have. Okay, honorable mention here to the dialogue in this movie. Oh, that's good. There's yeah. some sick moments and some funny ones too. Like, grab this, Sarge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> grab this, Sarge. Well, like, seriously, the dialogue was really good. Like, and you point out like he's like, you already trained me. Like, she wouldn't know that. Like, exactly. if that's the first time that she's telling him, come back and I'll train you. But she may have probably said that 18 times, and he's like, you already did every single time. Yeah. But because you honest, have, I would probably lose my freaking mind. I'm just like, shut up. Like, okay. I'm so oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like leave me alone like which 
Oh, okay, I'll, I'll wait for Fallen. Sorry, Cade. Yeah, I have, we have to wait for Fallen. This is a really good Fallen movie, but I'll I'll just say this. That was my favorite scene. And <laughs> end of it. <laughs> All right, finally. Right. As if we kind of just fell in and out a bunch. Live, die, repeat. Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Let us actually fall in. So, if nobody minds, I'll go first with mine super quick. Kelton pointed this out. I think it was in your two cents. When life gets pretty mundane, and I had an experience driving here this morning. I was talking to my wife on the phone and talking about, I don't remember exactly what I said, but trying to figure out our schedules and trying to figure out how to spend time together, but also accomplish things that we want to do by also going to work and going to school and like, Meeting all the requirements of life, if you want to call that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like trying to make more of your life so you don't have to meet the requirements as you know, you know, like yeah. we're all doing it, okay? Hustle. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like talking to her, and, and like I had a realization that like how stressful it was for her and like how much strain it put on a relationship. I was just like, I don't care if I have to give up on everything, if it just like allows us to just be at peace with life and just like continue, like live peacefully. But not not that I am, but like life, doing the same thing over and over again, especially when you're doing the same thing over and over again to change the world or save the world in this case like that, there gets a point where you're just like, I, I've had too much, like thrown in the towel. What What is the point? I think he, he says that so many times, like, what is the point? So the Mimis don't kill us in the helicopter. They'll kill us later. It's like, especially, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I was going with this. I just was like really impressed with like, how you can't just you can't have that mentality you you'll never change anything if that's your mentality and that was a really small fall in but one that impacted me um there's a lot of things you can go into this about falling in it's the point where if someone okay let's just let's just say he was stuck in that day for 13 years okay let's just say that and he has lived this life that no one knows about. Everyone's doing the exact same thing. Everyone's responding the same way as he is. So there's some points where he runs away and just gets drunk at the bar. How many times did he go to the bar? Did he just go once? I don't think so. I think he went there multiple times. There's there's points where I bet, he, I bet he went through phases where he tried this over and over and over again where he was just kind of driving himself insane. And then he moved on to another attempt. And there's... This this movie kind of reminds me of if you want something if you want to accomplish something that you've never done before you have to do, you have to do something that you've never done before, and this is a very perfect example of that. That you keep doing the same thing, you'll end with the same result. But how do you le- going through that experience and then now how losing it and winning the war? How do you live on with that? I want to know. You know what? What is that like? He has he has these you no know, quote unquote thirteen years of experience that he now just didn't really he all he got all that experience in the way this movie in the way this movie started and ended like that and because the way because the way it ended at the very very end um I I can't really it's so there's so many messages that you can come out of this movie but I think the one thing that I w- I want to hit hard on was that. Throughout him being having to go over and go through this over and over and over again, he just, he wanted to bring someone with her, someone with him, and that was I can't remember her name. Rita. 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 I, or I, Emily. While you were talking about it, I just thought about like the title of the film, like The Edge of Tomorrow. Like, what a horrible way to live, where you literally are constantly on the edge of tomorrow, meaning like almost like the edge of progression. That like his he was. I don't know, what is it? Uh, he was growing, maybe mentally, I don't know what the right word is to use there, but like his experiences, that's what I'm searching for. He kept experiencing life, but he never progressed because it was the same day. No one ever went with him. No one ever, no one progressed with him. And it was like constantly the edge of tomorrow, the edge of something more than today. You know what I mean? Like, and not that my life is to that extreme and all, but like that gets hard. And I'm sure everyone experiences that where like, whether it's with a person or something you care about, like trying to bring that to tomorrow, like to this, the point of progression and not just, especially in a relationship where like he was progressing with her and she was just like, knew him for one day, every single time. And like, you're constantly on the edge of that progression because she has to make it to tomorrow, but she can't. Yeah. So think about it. So he's gone through all these experiences over and over. Now 
she's always reacting how she always reacts. That always reacts because it's to her it's always just the first day. That's how it always is, and she feels that she's going to be different every single time, but it's not. And I wanted to say something, so I'm trying to think of it. So I'll let Kelton. Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but okay. you pointed that out. I just realized, sorry, I'm talking too much, but like that's those montage scenes where they're in like that basement layer and he's showing her the map and he's like, when you get to this point, you got to like, you know, you got to do this and then look right. You know what? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I just like, it just barely clicked for me that like she had to learn everything every single day. Like he remembered, he remembered telling her the day before and like it just dawned on me that like every single time it was a new memory for her. Like. Like, he was learning, like, oh, yeah, this last time you died because you didn't turn the right way. And she she has to learn that and everything before it every single time. And do it in, like... And, like, every single time, there's more and more things that she has to learn again for the first time, which is so weird to think about. Like, I would lose my patience, like, trying to teach someone. And it's like, how do you not remember? Like, I just told you, like... Every day, like two hours of telling someone the exact same thing over and oh, over again. Oh my god, I would. That'd be that'd be really really hard, and you could it shows that he's just kind of watching her and just trying to memorize it and stuff, and he's like, no no wonder he turned. Oh my gosh, man, that would be so hard. Yeah, I I so my segment of Fallen is pretty much kind of the same idea that you guys were saying, but like I think a big part of like our life is connecting with others. And we talk about how Bill Cage is trying to connect with Rita. Because right now, she is one of the, like, the two people who even understands remotely what he's going through. Because Rita obviously had the same power. She knows what it's like. But in this exact moment, no one knows how Bill is feeling. Like, at all. Which is you kind of think about, like, how alone he must feel. Like, yes, he could have a friend... He has to go explain, like, look, I have the same power as you. But, like, can you imagine you're trying to be friends with someone, but they don't know you? Like, and, like, and how just, like, even when he wants to go have a break, he drives to a bar, and he just gets a drink. Even then, he gets called a coward. Like, can you imagine how alone you would feel? And even the one person he connects with, I'm realizing as we talk about it, for him, it's a continual relationship of connection and empathy. Yeah. But it's completely one way because every time for her, it's a brand new relationship of empathy. Like it's a brand new bridge that was never there. Exactly. Like it's like Kate said, it's the same reaction every time. And like, oh my gosh, you would feel alone. Yeah. And imagine, you know, like Kate says, 13 years of that. So it will be. So I would. How would it feel, feel at year six? six? <sighs> well, I'd feel like he was. Like, okay, there's no hope. I'm going to freaking get a drink, you know? And, and, and then, like, the thing is, he can't get out of it. Like, he's either going to try to succeed and go to battle and die, or he's going to go to the bar and get killed by a bunch of mimics. And it's like, he has no, oh, my gosh, this, like, just takes what I said to the next level. That, like, sometimes you really genuinely feel like you're repeating the same thing over and over again. And, like, no matter what you do, whether you go to the bar and drink or you actually try and change something, you're right back where you started. Yeah. Like, whether it's with connections or life, and like, man, this is, like, surprisingly deep. At the beginning of this, okay, before we started the podcast, I've said, like, I'm probably not going to say anything and fall in. And now I realize that, like, this is actually really deep. Yeah. Like, here's another thing. What a, they didn't show this, but I'm sure there's a point where, you know, I'm just going to go and not worry about this war and not think of this war whatsoever. I'm going to escape and I'm going to go somewhere and just peace and quiet the whole day. Just sit there. Just no noise at all. And then at the end of the day, kill yourself because, like, I can put it off because I got all the time in the world. All right, guys, I want to point something out here. So if he lived, if, you know, if he went through this for 13 years, how many times was he called maggot? Three times a day. Would you not just, like, want to kill that dude? And, like, you just think of, like, each of the stupid, boring, mundane details and, like, crappy parts of your day, you have to live through it. Like, think about it. Even with J-Squad, they all hate him because he's, like, a deserter. No one believes him. They all think he's a liar, except, like, he has Rita with him, but he has to, like, explain, and she, you know, barely friends, like, getting to know him. Oh, my gosh. He was called maggot at least, if it was 13 years, 14,000 times. <laughs> like, I think, after, I, I think after the 400th time, you just wouldn't hear it anymore. I mean, you would, would but you? still, like, oh my gosh, man, how so deep. Like frustrating would that be? 
but you everyone hates their alarm clock. This, this is, is like so such a weird, <laughs> profound like expression of life. And, like, the ability to, like, overcome the mundane, but also, like, the intense complexity and of, of overcoming it, but also, like, the almost, like, natural conclusion of giving into it and just, like, accepting it as, as unavoidable. So I think the message that I'm trying to, like, talk about with, <laughs> with my fallen is that, like, Yes, like this is so freaking mundane and it sucks sometimes. And when we feel like that, like in our lives, like man, like the other day I had a moment where it's like, freak, I'm going to work every day for like the rest of my life pretty much. Like Monday through Friday, go to work. Like frick that, dude, that sucks. It sounds so boring. But like living my life now, like I really try and just have fun. Like whether it's talking with people or at work, just like singing to myself or just entertaining myself, like just looking for those moments or hanging out with buddies or going on dates, who knows what. But just those little moments that you just kind of like appreciate. Maybe it's your moment to just sit down and have like coffee or whatever. Kind of like relating to Bill and Rita when they before they take the helicopter. Just to sit down and relax and kind of just like enjoy the moment. Or just looking for those things that, yeah, this sucks, but, you know, I do enjoy this. So I can't control everything else around me right now maybe. So why not just like sit down and be able to like control what I can control? I tell my wife that all the time. That's one of my phrases, control what you can control. But another one that Kate made me think of is one that I had a big mentor always tell me. He said, if we always do what we have always done, we will always get what we have always gotten. That's dope. But like, especially what you were saying made me think that like, sure, every single day could be mundane. And sometimes no matter how hard you try, really, really turns into the same thing over and over again with no success but at the same time like you look at him and you see that like he won because every single day he chose to believe that this was the day that he would win you know this is the day that they would kill the what does they call it the not the alpha but the the uh whatever the brain like like you think about it for third the omega yeah for 13 years every single day he had to believe like genuinely believe that this is the day I killed Omega. And like, if not, this is the day that I learn how to get one step closer. And like, that's such a good mentality in life that like, I may be doing the same thing over and over again, but like every single day I'm getting further and then I'm going to do the same thing over and I'm going to learn and I'm going to get even Taking further. the best that you can from each day. Y- yeah. yeah. And then there's like, eventually you, you make it to tomorrow. Yep. Man, we're so Get to good. tomorrow, guys. We believe in you. We be like Bill Cage. Become a super soldier and kill aliens. Hopefully you have someone as great as Emily Blunt to go with you. Yeah, and just hot too. Yeah, she's <laughs> she was shredded in this movie. Like not like Jack, but like oh, she I, she really was in good shape. Side perk for this side side perk for having to go through this. You don't age. Thirteen years, you don't age a day. Except your brain, dude. Oh, the emotions. But I'm just I'm just I'm just talking I'm just talking about some sort of positivity out here. So, anyhow, let's let's wrap this up. Man, that was a really, really good movie. I, man, this... Okay, I already liked this movie. <laughs> Just, it was one of those movies, you know, like Transformers, where you're like, you know what? I'm in the mood for a Transformers movie. And you watch it, and you just have a good time. This just went up, like, 20 notches, like, into my top 10, maybe even top 5, where it's like, yeah, sure, I'm in the mood for trans. I'm in the mood for Edge of Tomorrow. Like, great action, good story, good acting. But, like, then sometimes you're like, I'm in the mood for Edge of Tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow, this got so much better. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, everybody go watch this movie God, if you have not. Even if you've solid. seen it before, go rewatch it. Repeat, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then do it all over again. So anyway, well, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for the long haul, everybody. If you guys last to the end of this podcast, true homie. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for always listening to the end of the podcast if you do. And for downloading and subscribing and telling your friends and doing all the things that we hound you to do. We appreciate it mm-hmm. <laughs> greatly. Uh, next week, okay, I need to decide. All right. So I originally picked Ender's Game because I just reread the series because it's one of my favorites, so I wanted to watch the movie again. Should we stick with kind of like the sci-fi theme and watch Ender's Game? Or should we watch... Your call. Nah, sure, we'll watch it. We'll just... I want to watch it. We'll watch that. Okay. Next week, Ender's Game. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Oh, okay. Have either of you read the book? I've read the book. Just the first one. Just the first one. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Edge of Tomorrow, great movie. Everyone, thanks for listening.
Talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao. What do you do, baby? Ciao, home dogs. Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.